Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Wikipedia page for Tears and Rain Monologue. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Vernado, KSN, reminding everyone to subscribe. I wanted to start this one, but it was Rachel's turn. So you get to hear her voice first reading the Tears and Rain monologue Wikipedia page. That's right. I did intro this episode and I don't know much about it, but I do know that we're going to get to act. And I know how much Victor likes it when I act. (laughs) I don't call it acting. (laughs) What do you call it? Definitely not acting. Well, we're definitely not going to act in this then. No, 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 not we, you. I don't call what you do acting. The stage is my life. We shall see. Tears and Rain monologue. Sea beam redirects here for steel beams with a C-shaped cross-section C-structural channel. Oh, I thought that was going to go in like a George Bush conspiracy theory move for a sec. Okay. Tears in Rain is a 42-word monologue consisting of the last words of character Roy Batty portrayed by Rucker Hauer in the 1982 Ridley Scott film Blade Runner. Written by David Peoples and altered by Hauer, the monologue is frequently quoted. Critic Mark Rollins described it as perhaps the most moving death soliloquy in cinematic history, and it is commonly viewed as the defining moment of Hauer's acting career. Context The monologue is near the conclusion of Blade Runner, in which Detective Rick Deckard, played by Harrison Ford, has been ordered to track down and kill Roy Batty, a rogue artificial replicant, during a rooftop chase in heavy rain. Deckard misses a jump and hangs onto the ledge of a building by his fingers, about to fall to his death. Batty turns back 
and lectures Deckard briefly about how the tables have turned, but pulls him up to safety at the last instant. Recognizing that his limited lifespan is about to end, Batty further addresses his shocked nemesis, reflecting on his own experience and mortality with dramatic pauses between each statement. Here it is, everybody. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time. Like tears in rain. Time to die. Goodbye, Rutger. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen this movie. I've never heard this monologue. (laughs) This is amazing. Okay, I guess I've heard the reference. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Script and Hours input. In the documentary Dangerous Days Making Blade Runner, Howard director Ridley Scott and screenwriter David Peoples confirmed that Howard significantly modified the speech. In his autobiography, Howard said he merely cut the original scripted speech by several lines, adding only, all those moments will be lost in time like tears in rain. One early version in Peoples' draft screenplays was, I've known adventures, seen places you people will never see. I've been off-world and back, frontiers, I've stood on the back deck of a blinker bound for the Plutician camps with sweat in my eyes watching stars fight on the shoulder of Orion. I've felt wind in my hair riding test boats off the black galaxies and seen an attack fleet burn like a match and disappear. I've seen it. Felt it. That was your acting? Uh, I wouldn't say that was acting. Really? But I thought you were going to do some acting. Oh, when the time is right. It's not right when you're reading a monologue? I, you know, I've just never seen mm-hmm. this movie. I've never read this script. Okay. All right. All right. Like, like, are you good at sight reading? That's what I'm doing right now. I meant like sheet music. Am I good at sight reading sheet music? Yeah. No, I'm not a musician. You play instruments. So? Okay. <laughs> you were literally in a punk band. Yeah. You don't have to be a musician to be in a punk band. Mood. <laughs> And the original script before Howard's rewrite was I've seen things. Seen things you little people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion Bright as magnesium. I rode on the back decks of a blinker and watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tenhauser Gate. All those moments, they'll be gone. Howard described this as opera talk and high-tech speech with no bearing on the rest of the film, so he put a knife in it the night before filming without Scott's knowledge. After filming the scene with Howard's version, crew members applauded, some even in tears. In an interview with Dan Jolin, Howard said that these final lines showed that Batty wanted to make his mark on existence, the replicant in the final scene by dying, showing Deckard what a real man is made of. Wiki listeners... You can support us by listening to this message while you go watch this movie. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, 
Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Thank you for listening to this message, everybody, or that message. Thanks. We really Thanks. appreciate it. Critical reception and analysis. Sidney Perkowitz, writing in Hollywood Science, praised the speech, quote, If there is a great speech in science fiction cinema, it's Betty's final words. He says that it, quote, underlines the replicant's human-like characteristics mixed with its artificial capabilities. Jason West, writing in Future Imperfect, Philip K. Dick at the movies praised the delivery of the speech. Quote, Howard's deaf performance is heartbreaking in its gentle evocation of the memories, experiences, and passions that have driven Batty's short life. The Guardian writer Michael Newton noted that in one of the film's most brilliant sequences, Roy and Deckard pursue each other through a murky apartment playing a vicious child's game of hide-and-seek. As they do so, the similarities between them grow stronger. Both are hunter and hunted. Both are in pain. Both struggle with a hurt, claw-like hand. If the film suggests a connection here that Deckard himself might still at this point deny, at the very end, doubt falls away. Roy's life closes with an act of pity, one that raises him morally over the commercial institutions that would kill him. If Deckard cannot see himself in the other, Roy can. The white dove that implausibly flies up from Roy at the moment of his death perhaps stretches belief with its symbolism, but for me at least the movie has earned that moment, suggesting that in the replicant, as in the replicated technology of film itself, there remains a place for something human. After Howard's death in July 2019, Leah Shade of the Lexington Theological Seminary wrote in Patheos of Batty as a Christ figure. She comments on seeing Batty with a nail through the palm of his hand addressing Deckard, who is hanging from one of the beams. Then, as Deckard dangles from the steel beam of a rooftop after missing his jump across the chasm, Roy appears holding a white dove. He jumps across to Deckard with ease and watches his hunter struggle to hold on. Quite an experience to live in fear, isn't it? That's what it is to be a slave. Then, just as Deckard's hand slips, Roy reaches out and grabs him. With his nail-pierced hand, he lifts up Deckard and swings him onto the roof in a final act of mercy for the man who had killed his friends and intended to kill him. In that moment, Roy became a Christ-like figure, his hand reminiscent of Jesus' own hand nailed to the cross. The crucifixion was a saving act, and Roy's stunning last act 
saving Deckard when he did not at all deserve saving is a powerful scene of grace. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Tannhauser Gate. The place named Tannhauser Gate, also written Tannhauser Gate and Tannhauser Gate, is not explained in the film. It possibly derives from Richard Wagner's operatic adaptation of the legend of the medieval German knight and poet Tannhauser. The term has since been reused in other science fiction subgenres. Joanne Taylor, in an article discussing film noir and its epistemology, remarks on the relation between Wagner's opera and Batty's reference and suggests that Batty aligns himself with Wagner's Tannhauser, a character who has fallen from grace with men and with God. Both man and God, as she claims, are characters whose fate is beyond their own control. Noteworthy references. The speech appears as the last track on the film's soundtrack album. Its influence can be noted in references and tributes, including... When David Bowie's half-brother Terry Burns died by suicide in 1985, the note attached to the roses that Bowie, a fan of Blade Runner, sent to his funeral read... You've seen more things than we can imagine, but all these moments will be lost, like tears washed away by the rain. God bless you, David. The 1998 film Soldier, which was written by Blade Runner co-writer David Peoples and is considered by Peoples to be set in the same universe as Blade Runner, features a subtle reference to the scene when Kurt Russell's character is revealed to have fought at the Battle of Tannhauser's Gate. I didn't know that. It's in the same world? I didn't know that. I want to watch that movie again. I probably saw it a long time ago. I'm going to check it out. Awesome. I find that vaguely interesting, but I've never seen either movie. I know, but it's exciting to me. I'm excited for you. In Tony Scott's 2005 film Domino, Kira Knightley's character has a tattoo on the back of her neck that reads, Tears in the Rain. This was an homage to his brother Ridley Scott, who directed Blade Runner. Rutger Hauer titled his 2007 autobiography, all those moments stories of heroes villains replicants and blade runners his family quoted the last two sentences of the monologue in his obituary notice that's great this is a great article it did not disappoint because i think that the fact that this monologue has affected so many people that now it's its own wikipedia page is pretty amazing yeah, I still feel relatively neutral, but it's interesting how much of a cultural effect that it's had. Well, I mean, it's just like as a as a page, it's just really good information. Just like you didn't know what this was. And now, you know, like the full history of it and a lot of interesting stuff about it. I mean, it just thumbs up for this page. That's what I love about <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah, I'm down. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to stop, stop gushing all over Wikipedia. Wikipedia, we love you. <laughs> This has been the Wikipedia page for Tears and Rain Monologue. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. Check us out on YouTube for more content. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your monologue. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, let us know. We will read it. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 